This is your boy, Savon, checking in from the Living Room Podcast. And I got a brand new episode for y'all, the people, for the culture. And, you know, I take my time to put out great content for y'all. And, you know, I had the opportunity to sit down with a psychotherapist. Yes, I said it, a psychotherapist. Therapy is a thing that's, you know, growing and becoming uh, more of a conversation for today's people, you know. And so I had the opportunity to sit down with an L.A.-based psychotherapist by the name of Dr. Shamina Johnson. So y'all tune in and check out what we had to talk about, all right? It's your boy, Savon, and as you see, I'm kicking it here live in my living room. I don't be playing when I say I be in the living room for real. But uh, there were some technical difficulties at the beginning of the video, and uh, Dr. Shamina Johnson, you know, she had to get um, her video right and everything, and we got on here, and we uh, we ran it back for y'all. So I hope y'all enjoy our interview, all right? Welcome to the Living Room Podcast. I have a special guest here with me. She's a psychotherapist, and she goes by the name of Dr. Shamina Johnson. How are you doing? Uh, I'm fine, uh, CJ. Uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. I had a question for you um, starting off. I, I wanted to know, you know, since the pandemic hit and, um, you know, a lot of people were experiencing feelings they never felt before, of course, um, that probably mm-hmm. weren't stressors beforehand. Have you got a, a influx of more clients since then um, via, you know, going through the pandemic? Um. I've definitely had an influx of requests, you know, people reaching out for therapy. Um, I can say that, you know, even speaking to a lot of my colleagues, um, they're all very much maxed out and full when it comes to clients because there was just a flood, um, an influx of individuals reaching out, you know, for therapy and feeling, you know, uh, stressed, uh, feeling anxiety, feeling depression and just really having trouble um, making uh, sense of what they were feeling you know it's like I'm in this malaise and I can't get up out of bed and I don't understand uh, what's happening to me so um, yeah a lot of my colleagues have had like a lot of you know challenges and an influx of like clients got it because I could imagine I mean this is these are experiences that uh, people are still witnessing right now because you know COVID hasn't went away and there's no sign when it's going to and you know, we have to now get with the new norm of how the world is moving right now. And so mm-hmm. I could imagine um, how that may be on your end as far as what you do. Um, again, um, I want to be able to re-ask the question. I want to know, again, what um, what grabbed you and made you want to do this for a living? What made you say, this is what I want to do, and this is what I feel that I'm placed here to do? Uh so um, part of there is there as I mentioned, like there isn't one direct connection as to why I became a therapist. I think most of us go into this field because we have a need to help or problem solve or be very loving and caring towards other people. Um, uh, for me, as a therapist, you know, today uh, I think one of uh, many of the reasons is you know family, but. I'm definitely curious by nature. I wanted to understand my own psyche and understand myself on a very deep level, you know, as a black woman. Um, I have this desire to really understand and try and connect to people. Um, So it's family, it's who I am as a person, you know, all of these, you know, even the deficits that I've had over um, a lifelong journey, it's 
all these things that I think create, you know, the mosaic of why I became a therapist. Right. And, you know, the question um, that I want to re-ask, um, how do you find your way of separating your real life with your job? You know, you know, even with speaking with friends and speaking with family, dude, sometimes you, it's hard to like, not to tap in the, okay, this is, I'm not therapist. I'm speaking with family and friends. Like, how does that go for you, you know, to turn it on and off, you know? Sure. Like, that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a good question. Um, I am a therapist, you know, but I'm also a human being. Uh, so it's not uncommon at times where I may kind of tap into a different part of my brain, which is to be able to understand or, you know, be asked questions that most people may not ask. Um, and it's kind of like how my mind has been trained. I think my family and my friends are all pretty used to it. But actually, you know, it has really helped them to think a little bit more psychologically and, you know, try and connect and understand themselves as well. So it's, it's, a, it's a slippery slope, you know, but most of the time with, with, when I'm with my friends and family, I'm just, you know, a woman who's just trying to connect with my friends and family. And, you know, sometimes they may ask questions about therapy. I might impart some information, but it, it, it's fluid. It's fluid. Um, but I'm not really trying to analyze people all, all the time when I'm out with them. <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's, it's very interesting to say that because like a lot of us that don't, you know, we, we don't see therapists or we don't know what it's like to actually know someone who's a therapist, we automatically would think that, man, I don't know if I want to be friends or I don't know so-and-so because I don't need somebody trying to analyze me and acting like I'm their client all the time. So it's like a stigma that comes along with, with therapy, sure. you know? And um, honestly, from people that I know that have um, had the opportunity to have a therapist and go to therapy often, um, they say it's very um, refreshing for just to have mm -hmm. somebody to listen to them. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of therapists, um, from what my, me reading, they have therapists of their own. Is that something that is true? Or is that just like a, you know, one-off sure. Um Before I answer that, answer that question, uh, CJ, I'll ask you, um, isn't it true when we're all talking to one another, we are analyzing and assessing one another? Yes. So it's no different, you know, being a therapist. I mean, I think we have this stigma of, oh, they're really like getting in deep, but I think it's just, it's a process of, we're all analyzing one another. Like when you meet someone, you go on a date with them, or you have a friend, someone you just met, like and you're at the bar, we're all analyzing, we're all assessing, trying to understand who this person is in front of us. And I think with me being a therapist, it's just, just credential and just another way of, uh, just a higher level of like thinking, but we're all doing the same thing. Um, but to answer your question, as far as like having a therapist, um, yes, I do. Um, I am a student, um, of therapy and I also have my own therapist. Um, I think it's good, you know, for therapists to have someone that they can actually talk to, um, because it just keeps things clear and you're able to really think about clearly what is happening objectively with your clients. Um, and, you know, observe, you know, kind of the transference that, you know, unfolds, you know, with uh, clients. And I'll say the transference for people who don't know what that means. It's, it's how I work when it comes to um, 
my clients, I'm very psychodynamic. Um, so I have done a lot of deep work, uh, more like Freudian, you know, um, where I really do tap into and think and talk about the unconscious a lot, but the transference that uh, really is curative in my work, it is the idea of, let's just say, for example, if you have a client that is coming in and they're really afraid of their ther therapist judging them, um, I want you to tell me what it feels like for you to think that I'm judging you. And I think in that milieu, you get an opportunity to see not just living history happen live in the moment, but you also get a chance to process it with someone and understand it for yourself. Because sometimes I might be thinking that someone's judging me, but they're really not. But it comes from a long history of being judged by other people. So I work in that vein of really trying to help people uncover the unconscious uh, pieces that are happening in their life that are also derailing like their hopes and their dreams and you know their relationships Got it. And, and that's important mm -hmm. I mean I, I I often wonder um what can we do as a culture to really push that there's not anything negative about therapy and that it can help with some others like what can you say that can encourage or to, you know us as a culture to want to embrace therapy uh, I would say one of the things that um, one to to learn to embrace therapy uh, is to, if you really want to, I think, live a life that is not just unconscious, but more conscious. And I'm, when I say conscious, I mean, really be in your life where all cylinders are like hitting, like firing in your brain, you know, it is a process that helps you really break free of uh, anxieties and depressions and, you know, internalized racism, um, racism outside. It really helps you see things a little bit more clearly. Um, so I feel like therapy is a great avenue for anyone to really just go and talk to someone because you can't fix something if you can't talk about it. It's like this idea of like being in denial. You know, if I'm in denial of what is happening with me, but my life is feels misery, I can't fix it if I don't know what it is. And to know what it is and to acknowledge it and to talk about it openly gives you the space to think about how can I fix it? It's like the unnamed issues that we all go through cannot be fixed if we cannot acknowledge them even to us even if it's just to ourselves so it is it is a way to you know kind of not allow yourself to succumb i think to all of these you know uh, maladies and issues but it's a way for you to overcome them definitely and i yeah. feel with you saying that it's very important because if we're not um, experiencing, you know, certain things personally, we could, we could turn on the TV and see all the trauma that yeah. others are going through that will, you know, affect us because it's going on within our culture. Um, just from not only the pandemic, but, you know, innocent black men being murdered by the hands of the police and other mm -hmm. things that are coming along with, um, you know, just day-to-day -day stressors. I mean, 
to find a way to decompress and self-care and everything. It's important that we do have the outlets um, as Black people because, you know, growing up, um, little boys, little Black boys are kind of taught to, you know, suck it up. You're a man. You, you're not supposed to cry or whine and stuff like that. And some households, Black women are taught the same way that they have sure. to just grin and bear it and just move on. So to have um, people that look like us and represent us um, in your field of work is definitely important as well because a lot of people may not feel um, comfortable to go open up with uh, to a therapist that's of another race because you probably feel like they don't understand what we go through or um, sure. how can you relate and you're not of our complexion, you know? It's just mm-hmm. that simple. Mm-hmm. And so to have someone like you that's representing um, in your field of work, uh, I feel like um, sometimes I feel like there's a scarcity of it. Is there, do you feel like there's more of a scarcity than what we probably think it is or people are just not doing homework? No, I, I actually, there is, you're accurate. Um, I wanna say that, I think I was looking at the stats and um, when it comes to therapists in the nation, um, I think 4% or 5% or so around that percentage is are actually black. So there aren't a lot of black therapists, um, but there are um, many resources. You know, there's therapy for black girls, there's therapy for black men. These are online resources that um, have, you know, uh, therapists of color that you can reach out to nationwide uh, to seek help and to uh, seek therapy. Definitely, because, you know, if, if it's not me or if it's not people that uh, I talk to day to day, you can go online and you can see that on social media. There's people who say, hey, I would love to go to therapy, but I cannot find black therapists um, or I can't find black psychiatrists. I can't find black people in that sort of work. And so they continue to just deal with whatever internal stuff they have until, you know, it leads to what it leads to. Um, and I think it's important that we have more of us representing in, um, in therapy um, than what it seems to be out there right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, I, like I said, like in the last several, you know, in the last several years, I mean, therapy for black girls, therapy for black men, there's also um, Open Path Collective. These are online resources as well as BEAM, B-E-A-M is another resource, um, a collection of uh, collective people of color from psychiatrists to yogis, to therapists, to coaches that are all, you know, available and, you know, the, this, you can find them online, right. you know, so there's access, you know, um, to getting this need met. Right. And, you know, as far as your course that you're starting, um, what is your, your mission with it? What do you, what is the end goal with this course that you're, that you're doing? Uh, so the course, Beautifully Black and Beautifully Aware, Uh, is a collection of concepts where I talk about childhood wounds, identity, intimacy, and love, learning how to communicate, um, also uh, learning how to identify feelings when we may not always have the vocabulary or knowledge or understanding of our feelings. I talk about that as well. This is, this is all I'm trying to lay the groundwork for individuals who are new to therapy, new to this journey, to start to think, I think 
in a more psychological way and start thinking about themselves, it's kind of like the bridge, you know, uh, to get you started on your journey. Um, and so the end goal is hopefully um, when you take the course, uh, you will have a better understanding of yourself and you'll want to learn more about yourself and how to break through obstacles, psychological obstacles and uh, try and grow. And for the people who may be interested in this course, how could they get involved with taking it? So you can access the course through my website, uh, shaminajohnson.com. Uh, it is under my own, it's under a tab called um, online course and it's beautifully black, beautifully aware. Got it, definitely. Mm -hmm. And you know, I also see that, you know, you, you specialize in therapy with couples as well. And you know, mm -hmm. everybody thinks about um, what people probably individually are going through through the pandemic, but more so people coming and working, uh, you know, probably losing work during the pandemic or um, being home mm -hmm. more with people with the, with their significant other. They may not have um, spent that much time together and things could, you know, grow apart. Or sure. Yes. Get more of those clients as well, correct? Yes. Um with couples, you know, what also some of similar issues, you know, um, challenges is just doubled uh, is that, you know, many of the couples that I've seen, you know, and I've seen for a while, you know, their challenges become more magnified, you know, since we've been in lockdown and, you know, having to work from home, having to learn how to navigate the space, learning how to communicate when, you know, before when you're couple, you know, you leave in the morning, you don't come home until the evening, you don't have very much time to communicate or to talk about certain things. So now you're with your, you know, your partner all day long. So you have to really work that muscle of how to communicate when you feel pinched about something or you're feeling like angry, open the door to talk about it. Frustrations are going to happen. You just have to talk about them. Um, but I found that a lot of issues that were not dealt with prior to the pandemic and lockdown just became more magnified. So it really has forced people and given them, I think a really great opportunity to deal with whatever issues that you're happy, that's happening within the context of a couple. Got it, got it. You know, um, I, I, I wanna thank you for doing the groundwork and really being there for uh, our, our people and um, having them be able to have a therapist that they could trust and, um, being able to represent therapy in a, in a positive light and making people comfortable within the culture to want to be able to, you know, take that leap of faith that therapy is not a bad thing, you know, to kind of get away from the negative stigma that some people may deem um, wrong or negative or, oh, mm -hmm. if you go to therapy, you're crazy or st stuff like that that you may hear or the, st uh, the stereotypes of sitting down with a therapist. So, I would like to thank yeah. you personally. And um, is there anything else you would like to, you know, spread to the people as far as any awareness of therapy or anything that you may have in the works for the future? Um, I would just say that, you know, um, if you really want to live, you know, a life that is full, you know, I think it's worth it. It's an investment in you uh, to work on yourself. And I think we all have that responsibility. Um, I talk about this ongoing, you know, I have a podcast, Dark Matters with Dr. Shamina that you can also access. I'm on Spotify, 
Apple. Um, and also you can access it through my website, but I also blog a lot and write a lot about many different things from shame, anxiety, depression, um, anger, rage, you know, learning the differences. So I really want to, you know, create a space for people to, you know, learn about themselves and also to grow, you know, the answer, like, you don't have to live in this way. There's always another way that you can actually live that's much more fulfilling. Um, you just start the journey. Right, and what do you have for our aspiring therapists that are looking to get into the field that you are? Uh, woo, that's a good question. Um, I would say for any aspiring therapist, you know, um, it's a great journey to be on. Um, but I really encourage you to do the work so that you can be more available to the clients that you have to uh, treat. That's what I would actually, the advice I would give them. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Yeah. Thank you, CJ. I appreciate you talking with me here at the living room. And um, this has been a joy to be able to speak with you and I greatly appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on, CJ. It was good. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. I'm going to check out your podcast too. Check it out. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. Take care. You too as well. All right. Bye-bye. I appreciate y'all for tuning in with me here at the Living Room Podcast. Great conversation. And I'm going to keep the content coming for y'all, the people, for the culture. I appreciate all the listeners, all the viewers. Make sure you check me out on Instagram at J-A-S-H-A-A-D-904. That's Jashad904. And the Living Room Podcast on Facebook. And make sure you continue giving me the feedback. And, you know, just check out past content if you knew. All right? I appreciate you. And just remember, before you come in the living room, take your shoes off.